Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm solid to the crack. Never change me and my son the rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid. Could touch the blue part of the flame. The blue part of the flame. And nothing I just want to roll with those in the bottom. Give me some this sports comedy podcast that hopes you cook the stuffing outside the bird and have a happy Thanksgiving. I'm your host, Adam Weinerb, and we're doing a quick special episode today because we got a great interview just ahead of the holiday with two perfect Special Olympics ambassadors. Miss America Emma Broyles joined us along with Renee Manfredi, who has been a Special Olympics athlete and an advocate and a great singer. It was amazing to talk to both of them ahead of Emma's appearance in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Hope you all have a happy holiday. And for more information, anything that doesn't come across in the interview, even though I try to do a great job. But of course, there's always more information to learn. Please head to specialolympics.org. And now, Emma and Renee. Perfect. Uh, Emma and Renee, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I know you have a really busy day. I'm, I'm appreciative to be a part of it. Um, I can't wait to get into both of your stories. Um, and Emma, you're here specifically ahead of your participation in this week's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, how how excited are you to be absolutely frigid on Thursday? <laughs> you know, I'm hoping that my upbringing in the state of Alaska has prepared me for the cold here. Although I will say I did bring a big jacket and some gloves and a hat just to be safe. But again, I'm hoping that my tough Alaska, Alaskan skin will keep me warm. <laughs> is your hat the same size or bigger than Al Roker's? I think that's important. You know, I am afraid it's probably does not compare. Although I actually just realized I'll probably be wearing my crown. So unfortunately, my hat's going to have to go. I'll let him shine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, the crown on top of the winter hat. Um, but uh, you both, Emma and Renee, you were both with me at the at the games in Florida uh, which was obviously much warmer and probably a much more more comfortable, better climate. Um, but Emma, uh, you know, you have a history with Special Olympics. Renee, you sort of you tell a great story about how you were able to, you know, unlock, you know, segments of your personality via participation in Special Olympics. And of course, people can head to specialolympics.org to learn more uh, about the great things that the program does. Um, but Renee, I would love to know, like, how, how exactly did Special Olympics allow you to come out of your shell a little bit? Oh, um, I love to share this. Um, I joined Special Olympics when I was in my 20s. I'm 37 now. And we moved to Hawaii when I was in high school. Um, my mom and I talked about it. I didn't really qualify for services. And that was the only option open to us. And I was a bit hesitant at first because I'm not what you call talented in sports. And I was keen on the idea of being made fun of for fumbling or whatever mistake I would make. But my mom said, what have we got to lose? If we don't like it, we won't go again. So we took that big leap of faith. And we. I just have to say that 
when I went to Special Olympics, it was like walking through a door into a world full of possibility and opportunity. Special Olympics looked past my disability and saw my abilities. They built me up at whatever level I was at, and it didn't matter if I made a mistake. They just said, that's okay, we'll work on it. I could finally, it was like I had a weight lifted from my shoulders. I was finally in a place where it was okay to just be me, and I didn't have to live up to those impossible expectations that I had when I was in school, to be like everybody else, to keep up like everybody else, to act like everybody else. I could just be me, and it was really freeing. And Emma, you've made that inclusion a huge part of your time serving as Miss America. Tell me a little bit about, you know, the initiative you're promoting today, specifically as as well as the great work that you've done over the past year. Yeah, well, it's been a huge honor to be able to represent Special Olympics now as Miss America with the national platform and following that I have in this role. But, you know, starting out going to practices twice a week with my older brother, Brendan, um, who's been a Special Olympics athlete since I was about seven or eight years old. Um, and getting to have kind of that full circle moment of starting out with Special Olympics Alaska, of course, on the local level and um, creating change locally. And now being here at the national level advocating for Special Olympics has been a true privilege. And it's been really great to be able to work with Special Olympics so closely to, of course, further the message of the inclusion revolution. So I'm really thrilled to be able to be here with Renee this week, um, spreading that the message of inclusion um, wherever we go, especially as Thanksgiving time rolls around it's the best time to kind of inform the public about what Special Olympics does and how they can get involved. I know you're both singers. Um, you know, not only are you both here to, to spread the message of inclusion, but you have a you share a hobby. Um, how have you bonded doing these appearances together? Do you, do you share tips back and forth, you know, vocal lessons, etc.? You know, we actually haven't sung together. I feel like that's going to be next on our docket. Yeah. But we did get to meet at the USA Games, of course. I got to watch Renee give a phenomenal presentation um, to the group of people that I was with. And now it's really cool to be able to get to work together and spread the message of inclusion here in New York, right? Absolutely. And the cool thing is that she's from Alaska. I'm from Hawaii. So that was our connection. We're there practically we neighbors. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If not for uh, some government action in the 50s, you know, that we we finally you guys are state buddies. That's awesome. Yeah, they um, are. <laughs> Renee, uh, you know, the the games weren't the only major event I know you've you've been at. I, I heard that you sang the anthem before a Red Sox game. Yeah. I am a I'm a huge Yankee fan, so I won't hold it against you. But um, did the team treat you well that day? Like, What was that experience like? And, and were they good to you? Absolutely. You know, I never really got to meet the team. I was there for two for actually a couple of reasons. One was the Eunice Kennedy Shriver 50th anniversary. I got to go to Hyannisport to celebrate that. And then I gave a presentation to the Bank of America, who has employees that have intellectual and developmental disabilities. And my presentation was about Special Olympics, what it can do for them in case they were interested. And that led me to Fenway Park. And they, while I never met the team, they actually gave me a jersey with my name on it and Ooh. my own team number. My mentor was really sneaky about that. She kept asking me, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite number? And I'm like, I don't really have a favorite number. But my <laughs> number is 11 on my team, the Terminators. And so... They treated me very well, even though I never got to meet them. But the Red Sox is in my family. My dad is from Boston, so it's all 
a family team sort of thing. I'm not a big sports nut, but it's so cool that some of my family, my dad's older brother, and I think my cousin Rebecca, they got to watch the games. So it was really neat to have it not just be for Special Olympics, but a family thing. And my dad was there too, my mom, my sister, my brother. It was awesome. And you'll have to get to a Yankees game. Maybe the Yankees will give you a jersey. We'll even it out. We'll even it out. For you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm only a drop in the bucket, but I'll see what I can do. Clearly, you've earned it. Um, but I mean, you, yeah. Hey, if you're the only Red Sox jersey wearer I support, that's also fine. That that's also okay. Um, <laughs> you got my support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I could do that for you at the very least. Um, but it's good to hear that they treated you well, uh, Emma. Um, you you've gone through this whirlwind year as Miss America. Um, you've done all this great work for inclusion, but it is definitely a job. Like it. I, I'm wondering what what's the one thing that you didn't know about earning the crown that you kind of wish the previous winners had clued you in on a little bit? Yeah, I guess um, the biggest thing that I couldn't fully wrap my head around until I was actually serving as Miss America was um, just what exactly it means to be in the public eye. You know, before I was Miss America, I came from very humble beginnings. I was just a typical college student when I won the title. And I was kind of thrusted into the public eye seemingly overnight. I think becoming Miss America is really just the definition of overnight fame. Um, and it was a bit of a challenge just kind of navigating my personal life and my professional life and having all of these changes, you know, going every time I'm in Alaska, being recognized and having to wear like a hat and sunglasses on when I left because, you know, sometimes I feared for my safety. So it was kind of a, a huge change, but it's been really wonderful nonetheless to be able to have the following that I now have to advocate for the causes that are important to me, like Special Olympics. So, you know, there's downsides and there's upsides, but it has been really interesting. And before I won, I always thought I wanted to be a Kardashian. I wanted to be <laughs> super famous and live a celebrity lifestyle. And I think this year kind of taught me that I kind of prefer to like take it slow, like live kind of under the radar. Yeah, me too. I always thought I wanted to be a Kardashian. And now I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm having second <laughs> thoughts. I just You can I be just, the honorary brother. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know anymore. I used to be so sold on it. Now I'm not positive. Right. Um, I see I see that soccer ball there too. Um, as Miss America, do you have any special duties during the World Cup? Uh and based on Team USA's first match, we actually might need you to score some goals. I know, you know, I wish, but I really think it's best that I'm not involved because I cannot play soccer to save my life. At the USA Games, I was part of one of the celebrity matches and I was in charge of soccer for my team. And I felt so bad for my team. I was like, you guys, I'm going to let us down because I can't play soccer to save my life. So it's probably best that I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, what are your favorite sports to play? Uh, you know, I know you're not just a singer and, and you maybe weren't confident in your abilities at first, but how sort of your Special Olympics journey led you to sort of uncover what sports you love to participate in? Hmm. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I compete in several sports, actually, basketball, softball, swimming, soccer. I actually had the opportunity to go to the 2018 USA Games and compete in soccer where my team, Hawaii, Hawaii, which is Hawaiian for Team Hawaii, we came back with the gold. So that was my first 2018 USA Games. It was really phenomenal, amazing. Mm-hmm. I even got to participate in the opening ceremonies there. Mm-hmm. Four athletes were chosen to represent the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. I was the one that represented fire, which I found it a little ironic because at the time, the volcano Kilauea was really spewing. So I thought, <laughs> oh, did they do that on purpose? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But as for my favorite sport, I would say it's swimming. I've been able to swim since I was five, not competitively, but for fun. And I've always loved the water. So joining Special Olympics helped me gain the confidence to try out new sports. I started with basketball because it was a sport I was familiar with when I was in school. And then I moved on to softball, then swimming and soccer. That helped me build skills in areas that I never knew I had. And I've always loved the water. And then that helped me grow in public speaking. That was something I was never really keen on. But my mom said, what have we got to lose? If we don't like it, we won't go again. And I learned what public speaking was, what it takes to put a speech together, how to prep for it. And when I gave my first speech to the board of directors of Hawaii, I literally saw my way through it because it was the first time that I had shared my story and one board member was crying too. And I was like, wow, he actually heard me. Someone actually heard what I was trying to say. And that sparked something inside me that made me go, I can do this. I can share my story. I can make a difference. And I've fallen in love with it. That's not to say you don't lose that fear of public speaking. I'm still scared. You never lose those butterflies. It just keeps you humble. Yeah, I feel you on that. I I still get the butterflies every time I even open a Zoom, which isn't really even public speaking. So I get it. Um, This is, you know, speaking of all that comfort, this is a time of year for family, for traditions, for the holidays. We're coming up on Thanksgiving and then before you know it, it's Christmas. Um, And we've established that you guys are state buddies 
And that means that sort of, I feel like you must have very unique holidays. I can't imagine what it's like to experience Thanksgiving in Hawaii, Thanksgiving in Alaska. Emma, what is what is a typical Thanksgiving in Alaska like for you? Typically, it's just my family getting together. Um, it's too cold to go on like a nice little after dinner walk. So we typically got to stay inside, stay warm. But this year, of course, my family is coming out for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And none of them have ever been to New York before. And it's also our very first time spending Thanksgiving somewhere other than our little home in Anchorage, Alaska. So it's a little bit different this year, but we love our Thanksgiving traditions. It's an extremely, it's a very standard New York. Like you can tell your family like, oh, it's like this all the time. There are always Broadway musicals in the streets, giant balloons. In the yeah, yeah, it's like an everyday thing here. <laughs> yeah. This is normal NYC. Uh, yeah. Renee, what about you? What about a Hawaiian Thanksgiving? Do you have any special traditions that you like to, to do? Um, for us, we are, um, we usually we sometimes try to stick with the traditional Thanksgiving. My dad will base will bake the turkey. My mom will make stuffing and stuff like that. But we're Italian, so we'll add in Italian sausage, all that good stuff that you would add to. And that's normally our Christmas dinner. And that's what we do. And my my sister and my brother-in-law, they'll come and we'll have dinner. We may watch a football game or something. Just a typical ohana, which is family in Hawaiian. That's what we do. And my wish I could, my brother is in Rhode Island right now. He graduated. He went to Salve Regina University. But um, yeah, we just keep the spirit of Thanksgiving there. Awesome. And I am half Italian, too. I do Italian Christmas and uh, yeah. I spend a lot of time in Rhode Island. So we need to catch up after this is done, too. You have a lot to share. There. Yes. Long That's amazing. Something. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, now, I, I've been asking this lately. And I always I get answers that I, I I just love cataloging the answer to this question. We all have Thanksgiving traditions we love. Do you guys have Thanksgiving food that you just do not like at all? Like, is there a Thanksgiving food that you're kicking off your table? Mm. Um, I'm not real big on the cranberry sauce, and I try to avoid the gravy as much as possible. But that's about it. <laughs> That's fair. I honestly will eat anything that is in front of me. I don't think there's a single food on this earth that I don't like. So I'm going to have to say I'll be eating everything on the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> okay, good to know, because I get I, I learn things about people when I ask this. I, I asked my podcast co-host yesterday and he said, knock mashed potatoes off my table. And I was like, you, you got to be kidding me, though. Like, that's a real take that you have. Oh, Yeah. That's what he said. He said, this. I was like, you got to pick one of these. He was like, it's easy. Mashed potatoes is gone forever. And I was like, gone forever. Really? Okay. That is so funny. Today we did an interview and someone said their favorite food was the turkey carcass. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> An interviewer said that? Yeah. I think she uses it to make a stew or something after, but that was just the most strange answer I've ever heard in my life. Right. I, I can assure you, I like normal and good food. Um, <laughs> and, and I'll wrap up here, uh, you know, before long, it's Christmas. You guys both share a passion for singing. Do you have favorite Christmas carols? I do. Ooh. I love, um, Away in a Manger is a good one, but What Child Is This is a favorite of mine and The Little Drummer Boy, especially done by the Vienna Boys Choir. One of my favorites. Nice. See, she's got all the good recommendations. I'm going to go for a classic Carol of the Bells. I think every choir I I've ever been in has sung the same arrangement of Carol of the Bells, and it's such like a choir stable. <laughs> what vocal part are you? Because obviously that song, sometimes you're going right on the melody and sometimes you got the ding-dongs. 
Oh, I'm a, you're familiar. You yes. get it. Oh, I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we were normally the chorus. That's a really yeah. high, a person that can sing really, really high. I kind of enjoy the alto part of the Carol of the Bells, the Ding Dongs. They're they're quite fun, I think. Yeah, I was, no, I'm sorry. I, I got minor skills. I was all county chorus, hey. alto, sixth grade, which is okay. the worst time. It's the worst Fire. time to be an alto. It's the worst time ah. to be an alto because your voice ah. is all over the map. But I still had to hold those dings. Um, but yeah. Good I for you. You hit a flawless <laughs> yeah. <way> nonetheless. <laughs> I absolutely did not. But I appreciate you saying that. And uh, I mean, that's the message of inclusion that we're trying to spread, right? Um, so to learn more, everyone can go to specialolympics.org. Uh, Emma and Renee, thanks so, so, so much for joining me. And is there anything else you guys want to share before we wrap up? Just join the inclusion revolution. We will surprise you. All right. Thank you so, so much. And happy Thanksgiving to you both. You happy too. Thanksgiving. Aloha. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.